Um, so you have in front of you is, is a piece from Rav Kluger. This is a Torah that Rav Kluger said over, uh, I think about four years ago. And I think in light of what's going on, which I'm assuming myself and everyone else is Rubai Kekuloi, Raishai Vegufai, is our Libi B'Mizrach. I think this Torah is very, very, uh, very hopeful. So he says like this, and this parasha we're told that we know that light is being saved by the Malachim and he's being taken out of Sedaim. It says, The Malachim tell light and his family do not turn around. Because if you turn around, you can get lost. And we all know what happened. We just sort of think about it. Like you hear these psukim as a child, but as an adult, if you think about it, we all know what happened. What happened was, that his Lloyd's wife turned around, and she became a pillar of salt. It's one of the strangest occurrences in human history that we sort of just, as a kid, you're like, oh, that, that's, that's fun. She turned into salt, and it's a very strange thing. And we know that there are Mepharshim who talk about this, but what is, the, what is the meaning that Light's wife turns into a pillar of salt? Well, what's, the, what's the meaning behind that? In Sedaim, she turns into a pillar of salt. Like, well, what's, the, what's the message for us? And it wasn't just that she died. She turned into salt. No, no other form of destruction. What is the Indian of this? It's obviously not for nothing that the Torah describes her death turning into salt. It's a huge miracle. And for what purpose? Okay. So he says like this. This is a very Rav Kluger piece. To just sit and think. He said, when the Torah, when the Torah describes the turning over of Sedaim, when the Torah describes the turning over of Sedaim, killas we find something unique about the destruction of Sedaim, and that is that Sedaim was destroyed in a way to completely eradicate growth, no more forever, no more nitzchi. Right when the Torah describes the destruction of Sedaim. The Pasuk says, no more growth here. No more future. Completely cut off. When the Pasuk describes Hashem's destruction of Sedaim, it's like Hashem wants no remnant of Sedaim to continue. The Pasuk specifically says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned Sedaim into full of salt and uh, sulfur and ash. No more growth in this place. Complete desolation, no more nitzli, no more future, no more forever. But what's interesting about that, you say, okay, fine, Hashem really hated Sadaim, and He wants no continuation, no hemshech, no nitzli, no forever, no future. But what's strange about it is, and this is the whole piece, it's not a very long piece, but it's a very deep, especially for what's going on, but what we find is something incredibly unique, and that is dafka in Sadaim, a place where Hashem did not want a future, Hashem wanted to cut off all future, what is found in Sedaim? Says the Mitzad Sheni, says Rav Kluger, on the second hand, on the opposite side, Nishusha v'nizra t'chilas malchus ha-netzach, b'sdaim daik. 
we all know the famous future of what happened, what was going on in Sadaim, you had who in Sadaim Light. Light and his two daughters. One of those daughters eventually has a great granddaughter named Rus. Rus had a great grandson named who? David Malka Meshicha, David Amelech, David Melch Yisrael Chavikai. David is forever. So it's Davke in a place of Sadaim, where Hakadish Baruchu cut off all future, no more growth. But Davka in that place of complete desolation, there's not just a future, the future of all futures. There's David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim. There's the forever, the, the, the forever of all kingdoms is found in a place of desolation. And he says, that we know in Sidaim, in that place of complete desolation, salting the ground, complete no growth, but in that place of no growth, there's not just growth, there's David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim, Am Yisrael Chai, there's that forever, there's that Nitzchiyas, that Am Hanetzach, Lo Yishaker, not just the, that there is something there, there's the strongest light to ever be found is found in the darkest place. In a place that Hashem says, I want no growth to be, not only is there a Jew there, but there's David Melech Yisrael Chavikayim, the kingdom of David, because David's great-grandmother was living in Sedoim, in that place. And he says, it's Davke in that place of Sedoim that the Malchus HaNetzach, the Malchus of forever, the forever kingdom of David HaMelech is found as the Pesach says in Tehillim, David HaMelech said about himself, I found my servant David. And says the Medrash, the famous Medrash, Where is David HaMelech found? He's found in Sedoim. So it's not just that he's found in a dark place. He's found in a place that Hashem says no more growth. But in that place of no more growth, there's the greatest growth of all time. Shleimus Anitzchi is David Melch Yisrael Chavikayim Nimsus Besedayim. Harelenu Shnei Hapachim. You have these two contradictions, these two dualities working at the same time. Minakotzel Akotzel Magemachad. In that same place, you have Hashem putting sulfur and ash, completely obliterating that place. But that is the place that the seedlings of forever are found. He says, "Va'oylanu Imam Shel Benoislight," and not just that. More contradictions. The mother of those children, right? David Amelech, we always think of the mothers being Light's daughters, but, but Light's daughters, are, who's their mother? The, mother? the wife of Light. And she turns into salt, which is no growth. And David Amelech, his, his origins are in a place of, of, of complete desolation. So he says, Imam shall benoist light, Shemahem Heschilo, Malchus Beis David. The kingdom of David, the greatest torch that will burn forever, is found in a pillar of salt. Niois Linitziv Melach. So it's a very strange thing. And he says further, Havanis Voinin beside Amelach. So if Kluge says, let's analyze salt for a second. See, salt is very strange. We know that salt is a very beginning, right? Every carbon had salt. Every carbon had salt. That means the salt is a very deep. But what is salt? So he says, There's something wondrous about salt. These two contradictions are found within salt itself. The ability to preserve something for the future, right? If you want something to last, you put it in salt. Salt preserves and takes something which seems to not be able to last and it makes it last for a very long time. But it also destroys. 
It's also, if you pour salt on the ground, you won't grow. So these two contradictions are found within Melach itself. So he says, So salt both destroys future growth, but also preserves something for the future. Right? The Yama Melach, right? We know that Sedaim, I mean, Apila Medrash, Sedaim is found where the, the, the Dead Sea is. And the Dead Sea is from the salt, they say, of the, of the wife of, of light. And what do we do? When, what do we do? It's a place of destruction, the Yama Melech, right? Whenever you have a halacha throughout Shas of something you're not allowed to benefit from, what do they say? Yelech Yama Melech. You take and you throw it into the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is a place where, again, it's destroying. But salt is the very thing that preserves. If you need something to last, they preserve it in salt. You pickle it in salt. You brine it. So it's a very strange thing. So what exactly is happening over here? See, look in the middle paragraph. I can't say I understand this fully, because I don't think we understand how Hashem does this, but I think it's an amazing thing, and Bez Hashem, I think we're seeing this with our own eyes. You see this in a, in a deeper Indian. You see Rabbi Nachman in one of the Sipurim Isis, in Sipurim Isis Yud. One of the difficulties of learning Rabbi Nachman is a lot of times Rabbi Nachman, and I'm not talking about the stuff that people quote, if you learn like the real stuff, Lakutim Aran, a lot of stuff that's very difficult is because they'll say, you know, Tyre is connected tzedakah, which is connected bris, which is connected tefillah. And you're trying to put all this together. He writes over there in, Tyre, in the Maisa Yud, Rabbi Nachman says, Mashiach is soid melach. Mashiach is connected to salt. That's what he says. So what does this mean? So he says, She Mashiach yavoy. And Rabbi Nachman explains a little bit. He says, Mashiach will come. And when Mashiach will come, Yigalad la'asid cholach mi Yisrael soid avar. Mashiach will go through your life. And all those moments that seemed like destruction, all those moments that seemed like there was no growth, there was no depth, Mashiach will explain everything. And he'll show that was the meaning for this. You see, salt preserves. Mashiach will preserve all those moments that looked like desolation, that looked like destruction. Mashiach will bring them out. The same way salt brings out, right? What does salt do? It brings out the flavor of something. Really, salt on its own doesn't really have much of a flavor. You put too much of it, you'll taste it. But really, what salt is meant to do is it's supposed to bring out that which is sort of hidden. That's what Mashiach will do. Mashiach will take those moments that seemed like destruction, those moments that seemed like there was a breaking, those moments of your life that you, you look back on and you say, what was the purpose of this? What, what, what was the meaning behind this? And Mashiach will tell us, says Rabbi Nachman, he'll tell us, this is the meaning behind it. He will preserve those moments of desolation, those moments that seemed on the outside to be destruction, he'll preserve them and bring them out and sort of refine them. So he says over here, all those moments of your life that it felt like they were devoid of rots and they were devoid of real purpose, they seemed to be like destruction. That very salt that seemed to destroy it, Mashiach will come and will use those moments, will preserve those moments and find the purpose. You see, a lot of times the answer is the most obvious thing. Not that it makes sense, but we said like, what is salt? It both destroys and preserves, and the answer is that's exactly the point. It's dafka in those moments of destruction that seemed like complete destruction. Hashem will take some of that destruction, will take some of that salt, and preserve that nekudatayva, those positivity, and you'll be able to somehow see that there was life growing within that dark place. He says like this, bris melach 
that the Indian of Melech, the Indian of salt, is to take some positive quality that maybe you didn't even see that was there, preserve it, preserve it, and then not to say that it's good now, but to preserve it, and at some point you'll see, oh, that's what was the pshat. And it's dafka in that place of destruction that the koyach of melach, that salt, will preserve. You see, it's dafka in sedoim, in that place of, of complete desolation, in that place of complete destruction, that the soul of Dovra Melech is being born. So he says, Shloisha bon behesachadas. The Gemara says that there are a few things that come when you least expect them. And one of them is Mashiach. What that means is, Nishmas Mashiach bin David. I mean, Mashiach is found where? He's found in a place of absolute destruction. But it's the very destruction itself that somehow preserves that there's some toiva, there's some quality of growth that's found there that a little bit of that salt will preserve. That's what was going on with Sadaim. Sadaim was just a complete destruction. And it outwardly looks like a complete destruction. But a Baruch who said not only is there positive found somewhere beneath the surface, but the salt itself, which is using to destroy Sadaim, will preserve. I'm going to use that to preserve, to bring about, and then when Mashiach comes, you look back and you see, wow. You see, for thousands of years, Sadaim looked like a complete lack of Netzach. And then comes that great light called David HaMelech, David Malka Mashiach, and then it was sort of like preserved for thousands of years, and then you look back and you say, wow, in Sedoim, in that place of destruction, that wasn't just destruction, that was like clearing the area for that great light called Dovra Melech. He says, That's what salt is. Salt is the ability to preserve something for the future, that in the future you look back and you'll say, Oh, oh, there's something here. Oh, there was good there that whole time. Melach is the ability that it seems like it's complete destruction, complete churban. But if you take a little bit of that salt, it'll be able to preserve food so that when you need it later, you'll be able to, you'll be able to survive off it. That's what was happening in that place. Says of Kluge, that's what's going on in this parsha. And look at these words, because Bez Hashem, we're seeing this now. We're going to see this very soon. In, we're seeing a lot of churban. We're seeing what seems outside going door to door, knocking down. But it's not just churban for the sake of churban. It's not just heres. It's not just destruction. It's destroying in order to preserve, to find some future good that will emerge that great like phoenix that great light of david malka mashiach will come from that place of Khurban. and it will somehow that the same ingredient of Khurban will be used to preserve and to give us life somehow somehow and it took them a very long time to see that but somehow they were able to look back thousands of years later you'll be able to look back and say wow in that place of sadaim there was David HaMelech, the greatest light, the great Nitzchis of Klal Yisrael, Am HaNetzach, Lo Yishaker, is found Davka in Sidoim. Look at the words of Kluge four years ago, but I think it could be Menachimas a little bit. This is the Indian of this week's parasha. 
Bizman ha-churban ba-heres. When Kalal Yisrael goes through a churban, or a heres, a destruction, kasher havaya shoy v'chamosoy, u-mashach eish v'gofres, right? Eish v'gofres, which... It's Israel, they, they use Hebrew terms. It's the terminology of what you're seeing, if you read it. Eish v'gofres. This, these acts of what externally are destruction, ale'ir sedoim, it's dafke in that place of Sidoim that you will have a shimur, a preservation, that there's some good there that is preserved. The act of preservation was the wife of light. The wife of light, which she was salt. She was the salt that would preserve that little bit of good, that would preserve that light of David HaMelech for thousands of years. That the same way salt is placed on a food to make it last longer, that there's a little bit of good, there's a little flavor, and it's used to preserve for a very long time. Hashem is destroying Sidon, but He wants to show there's, there's some positive there. This is not just an act of Chorban. There's some act of Shimur. There's some act of preservation. There's some light that will come from this, and that is the wife of light. The wife of light, by turning, being turned into salt, she was the preservation for the food, for the light that was found there. He says, that it's dafka in that place of Sedoim where there was absolute destruction. The wife of Loit was turned into salt to turn in to preserve that toiv sheboy, that little bit of good that was hidden in Sedoim, that light of Davon Melech, the wife of Loit was the salt that would preserve it. And thousands of years later, we'll be able to take away that salt, and all of a sudden, behind it, you have things that can nourish, that can give life, which is Dovid Melech Yisrael, Chavikai. And the same way, by the way, the same way that happened then, it's happening now as well. It doesn't mean that it's not the Chorban of Sidoim was frightening and it was painful, but it means that somehow, beneath the surface, somehow Hashem is putting that little bit of salt to preserve that we're going to look back when Mashiach comes very, very soon. And you look back and you'll say that Dafka, in a wondrous way, and by the way, it's not just, it, it happened in the past and it'll happen in the future. That Dafka, you'll look back and you'll say that place called the destruction of Sedaim, which was frightening and, and upsetting, and the thing that Avram Avinu was davening to stop, but Dafka in that place was the, the seedlings of David Melech Yisrael, Chai and that destruction was to lead a path towards that great light called redemption. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I want to make this clear because I, I, a lot of times you have to be clear, especially in this tkufa. It's, it's, I've been giving shirim for many years, but these last, uh, this last month is probably the most challenging. Just You have to make sure. It doesn't mean, God forbid, that it's kedai. It doesn't mean, God forbid, that people's pain is not pain. God forbid. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't destroy for no reason meaning that when Mashiach comes, we'll be able to look back. In the same way when Sadaim it looked like absolute desolation, absolute destruction, and then ye- thousands of years later, we shouldn't wait that long, but thousands of years later, you say, wow, Matsasi David Avdi, Matsasi the Sadaim, that Dafka in that place of destruction, Hashem was planting the greatest light of all time, and the greater the darkness, the greater the light that will come, that happened before, and Bez Hashem, we should see it. It's... It's enough darkness. We shouldn't be in the darkness anymore. Hashem should clear away this darkness that we're in to create that great light, that great light called Malcolm, David Malcolm Mashiach. And he says, Umizeh gam tzivei on a practical level, on a very small level, 
This is why we said that there's an Indian. If salt means, it's the very thing that destroys, but it's also the very thing that preserves life, that preserves a little bit, that's able to make food sustain for a longer period of time. What salt is able to do is to make a place that looked like this desolation and show that there's something there. There's some chiyos, there's some nitzutz, there's some spark there. On a very practical level, we know there's a halacha that every carbon has to have with its salt. Now, most carbonists, I'd say, I think all of them, Kimat, were brought to bring a kapara. 90% of carbonists were brought when you sinned. And even the ones that weren't, like carbon toida. The carbon toida was the same way we bench goimel. We, we say berchas goimel. When someone survives scary moments, they didn't bench goimel. They brought a carbon toida. Even a carbon toida have to have salt. And you'll say, well, what's the, there's no sin there. But, but a lot of times when people go through scary things, they sort of want to forget it. All of these things, you know, there's, there's destruction there, either due to a sin or due to a, a sort of a situation in your life you want to forget. And it's dafka on that carbon, you put salt. Why? It's to show that what looks like desolation, what looks like destruction, that you did Navera, and again, to the outside, to the naked eye, you, you destroyed. But you put salt there to preserve, to show that someday you'll look back, and somehow you'll look back. And you'll say, you know what, there was, there, was, there was life there. There was a spark there. And maybe the spark by uh, Averis is that you hit rock bottom. And then, you know, you sort of, a lot of times you have this with, with, uh, with addiction, but with, with serving Hashem as well, that you have situations where a person, a person hits rock bottom. And then all of a sudden they turn their life around. And then it, it's in some crazy way, and this sounds very crazy, it sounds out there, but in some crazy way, that Chilol Shabbos that made them hit rock bottom was the best thing that ever happened to them because it led them to this whole new life. That's a carbon of destruction that you put salt on. So he says in the bottom paragraph in the middle, That's why there's a mitzvah to put salt on every carbon. Because we know most carbonists are due to sin, they're due to destructions. All of these things you put salt. Why? Because what you're trying to show is that Dafka in a place of destruction, in the place of Sidaim, where Hashem is not just destroying, but He's destroying in a way of no growth, but there's salt there. And Dafka in that place, there's the wife of light that turns into salt to preserve that great food, that great light, that great Nitzri is called David Malka Mashiach, that David Malka is found in Sadaim. And so too it is with every carbon that a Jew brings, you destroyed. But deep down, there's some element of good there. And, and maybe it'll take a long time for you to see it. Put salt there to preserve that little bit of spark. Because there's no such thing as Chorban. Everything will be revealed to be good. And what the, the tool that will reveal that is the soul. He says something amazing on the left side. V'lochen, the second paragraph. It's an amazing thing is, I'll say outside, just for a few minutes. The Pasuk says, by Avram Avinu, it's one of my, it's, it, to me, it's, I think it's the most amazing Pasuk. Uh, probably the most amazing Pasuk in all of Torah. Is Hamachasa Anime Avram Asher Yosef. To me, it's it's one of the most amazing psukim. You know, I, I once spoke to Rabbi Weinberger. I was in his house. I was talking to him uh, privately, and he said that he reads. I, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's going to my father's here tonight, but I could I could <laughs> I could almost guarantee my father tonight 
and if, and if he doesn't ask him to, is going to share the Hakdama of the Chassam Soifer to Yeridei. The Chassam Soifer's Hakdama to Yeridei is one of my father's favorite words. And Rabbi Weinberger says he reads it every Rosh Chodesh, as he told me. He told me he reads it every Rosh Chodesh. What the Pasuk says is, and Chassam Soifer says an amazing thing, that the Pasuk says when Hashem is deciding whether to tell Avram about Sadaim, he says, Hamachas Anim Avram. I can't, hide, I can't hide it from him. I, I have to tell him. The Chassam Soifer in his Akdama Tiyadeh asks a very obvious question, which is, where do you find this type of like, deliberation? Like, tell him or not? Hashem's like, should I tell him? I should tell him. Should I tell him? I can't, I can't hold it. I, have any, I can't not tell him. So it's like, I don't tell him or not. Whatever. <laughs> you know, like, either tell him or not. Where do we find it? You don't find this by Moshe Rabbein. You don't find this by Yeshaya. You don't find this by Yirmiyah. Either tell him or don't tell him. Hashem's like, I probably shouldn't tell him, but I'm going to tell him. It's like, you know, it's like a best friend. It's like, I shouldn't tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you. So the Chassam Seifer says an amazing Yisod. It's Kedai to know this Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer says that to be a Navi, you had to put in certain amount of time of, of meditation. There was a certain regiment that you needed to be a Navi. Avram Avinu did not put in that time. And the truth is, he was not deserving of being told this prophecy. But says Hashem, well, why doesn't he tell him? Why doesn't he tell? Why doesn't he put in the, the, the time to become a Navi? It's not because he's lazy. It's because he's busy trying to tell over the future generations that there's a God in heaven. So Hashem says, Hamachasani Mavram. I shouldn't tell him, but I'm not, I'm, I have to tell him. It's like a Pasuk. To me, it's one of the most amazing Sukkim because it's like Hashem's talking. Lahabdil, like, 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 like someone about, like a beloved person. Like, I sh- it's like it's like a guy talking about his wife. It's like I shouldn't tell him. I'm not gonna. Of course I'm gonna tell him. Of course, of course I'm gonna tell. Him. It's a mechasan Avram that Avram Avinu wasn't. And, and the Chassam Seifer says an amazing sentence. Rabbi Weinberger says he reads it every Rishchidish. He says he says the Chassam Seifer. You see from this that putting in effort to help other Jews, you will never lose out on your personal growth because Avram Avinu should not have been a navi. That's why, by the way, Sarah Imenu was a greater navi, navi than he was. That's why Sarah Imenu says, Kick out Yishmael. She saw things he didn't see. And that's why, you know, when Rivka's confused about the babies kicking in her stomach, she thinks it's one baby. She doesn't know what's going on. Who does she go to? She doesn't go to Avram. She goes to Shevever. Because Avram Avinu was not on that level of Navua. But Hashem says, He's not going to lose out because He's doing this to help the future generations of the world, the future generations of Klal Yisrael. So it says of Klug an amazing thing. The whole Indian of Sadaim, the whole Indian of Sadaim is that it's a complete desolation, complete destruction, but somehow in that destruction, there's a pillar of salt to preserve that toiv, that good called David Malka Mashiach. Who led who brought that out? Hashem said to Avram, Hamachasanim Avram. Hashem says, I have to tell Avram Avinu. If there was ever a person that was anti-destruction, it's Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is chesed. He's all about building. Oilam chesed ibana. Avram Avinu is all about the future. Everything he did was not for himself, but for Klal Yisrael, for Yitzchak, for Yaakov, for the Shvatim. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't tell Avram Avinu about this. I, I never really thought about it. I remember my mother. I remember my mother. Bye, buddy. I remember my mother... Um, um, my, 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 I mean, I don't think she would mind. When my uncle passed away, my uncle was, uh, 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 he had Down syndrome. And when he passed away, we didn't tell my grandmother. 
my grandmother was 90, 92 at the time, and she, he was her whole life. We didn't, we didn't want to tell her. And my mother did an amazing thing. My, the Baba Trebbe did this also, by the way. The Baba Trebbe's brother passed away. He was in England. So he never told his, his mom, his mother, he would write letters as his brother. Uh-huh. The Rebbe would write letters, send it to England, and then put the stamps on it. He, he would write letters as his brother. So my mother decided not to tell my, uh, not to tell my grandmother. And she, she would make phone calls from his counselor's mom. It was, it was a very impressive thing. And I remember, by the way, just Aga, it was just funny. I remember by the Shiva... People say a lot of stupid things about Shiva. I think it's just because people are uncomfortable. When people are uncomfortable, they don't really know what they're doing. But I remember the amount of people that told my mother, like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I'm like, I don't even know your name. <laughs> like, you're not going to tell us like, what, you, what you know, what's best for it. My, mother could, my grandmother couldn't handle it. Her heart wouldn't be able to take it. So Avramovino of all people is, he's the one you're going to tell you're going to destroy Sedaim? It's like Hashem's like, it's a very beautiful thought from the Chassam Soif, the Hamachas Anim Avram, I have to tell him. But like, what are you telling him? That you're going to destroy Sadaim? You think he wants to hear that? It's the opposite of his whole life's mission, which is building, which is growth, which is future. He didn't want to kick Yishmael out. But the answer is, what did Avram Avinu do? When Avram Avinu hears that Sadaim is going to be destroyed, what does he do? He davens. And most people assume, I'm going to say this outside, can't really read anymore. Most people assume that Avram Avinu's davening was, 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 was without growth, meaning it, it, it didn't work. And the truth is, I've heard like Bali Musar, they say, because the source of davening Shachris is this tefillah for Sadaim, and it seemingly didn't work. He davened, and Sadaim was still destroyed. So the Bali Musar say, you see from this that you still davened, that, that he still davened even when the answer is no. Okay, it's a very nice thing. But that's not really the answer. answer it was a yes. The Mefarshim, the Archaim HaKadosh, and the Midrashim, they all point out that Hashem saved light because of this. Light was saved. And the soul of David HaMelech was revealed dafka because of Avraham's tefillah. That Avraham, by da- him davening, Hashem told Avraham Avinu not so that he could hear about destructions, but so that he could daven so that there should be salt to preserve that great light called David Malka Mashiach, which is found in Sadaim. That because Avram Avinu Davin, Hashem said, I won't save Sadaim, but I will save that great light. I will take that salt to preserve that great light. And that destruction will not be for no reason, but that rather that destruction will be a plowing of the field that will lead to that great growth called David Malka Mashiach. So if Kluger says, that's what it means, Bechachaisman. I mentioned... I think I mentioned this last week, maybe two weeks ago. The Chachaisman means that the, the end, the Chasima, the Chasima of all, right? Avram Avinu, you know, in the beginning of the first Brach of Shemon Essay, it says, Leke Avram, Leke Yitzchak, Leke Yaakov. But says the Gemara, Avram Avinu is like, Avram, he said, Hashem says, No, 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 don't worry. The Chachaisman, I'm going to end with you, Mogain Avram. So I mentioned on Shabbos a few weeks ago that Rav Shimon Shkab, amongst others, the Bali Chassidus uh, also say this. The Rishim and Shab said it wasn't just that Hashem will end the first bracha with Avram, but Bechachaisman, the Chasima of all creation, will be with that Avram type Jew. So Rishim and Shab used it to say Bali Tshuva. Rav Wolfson quotes other Mefarshim that says that Bechachaisman, it doesn't mean Avram Avinu type Jew, it means the, the last generations will be Bali Chesed. Chesed will be the pillar that is strong before Mashiach comes. You know what it means to me, Bechachaisman? It means the chasima. 
the end of this entire game. The end, you know, the revelation of David Malka Meshicha will dafka be because of Avram Avinu's tefillah. That Bechach Oisman, that because of Avram Avinu's tefillah, will be Zaycha to have that great light, that that tefillah of davening to change from the destruction of Sadaim, but to add salt. Avram Avinu's tefillah was that that destruction should not be a destruction, but rather there should be salt there to preserve for the future, to preserve that great light called David Malka Mashiach, that we should be able to look back and say somehow in that great destruction there was the greatest Nitzchias of all time. That's how the world will also come to a conclusion. That it will dafka be from these, from a Sidoim type of situation, that this great light will come. And that's hopefully what we're seeing. You know, the Sadaim already happened. It already happened. It happened a few weeks ago. But our tefillah is that the same way HaKadosh Baruch Hu had, that it doesn't, Avram Avinu's tefillah was Neskabel. Avram Avinu's tefillah was that there should be no destruction. But rather, some point in the future we'll be able to look back and say, Matsasi David Avdi, I found David Amelech, and where did I find him? I found him in Sadaim. That somehow, and it doesn't make much sense, but that same salt that's used to destroy is somehow used to preserve life for the future. And in Sidoim itself, you have the greatest Nitzchis, a place that Hashem said, no growth, but in a place of no growth, you're going to have the greatest growth of all time called David Malka Mashiach. And that's what you're going to see. That Davka in situations that seemed to the outside painful and that seemed to be destructive and as, and, and as painful as it was, as Rabbi Weinberger has been talking about recently, it's not just painful, it'll be, it'll be like a, a, a painful like surgery, but it'll be a painful part of a process, but that will lead to a healthy, a healthy enlightenment called Mashiach Tzidkenu. That the same way Davra Melech came in Hesach Hadas, no one would expect that from that great destruction of Sidoim, Davra Melech comes out, so too this world no one would expect it, but very soon HaKadosh Baruch Hu should reveal it's there. That great light is being is emerging somehow from this Gofris Vemelach, this absolute Gofris Vemelach in Shemayim coming down. Gofris Vemelach, it's leading some point, it's going to be cleared away for this great light, this great light called Mashiach. And that's why it's Dafka in Eretz Yisrael, where Sadoim was. Eretz Yisrael is a land of Nitzchis. Eretz Yisrael is growth. Eretz Yisrael doesn't have destruction. But it's Dafka in that place you have the Yamamelech, because at some point the Yamamelech, the Medrash says, the Pasuk says that when Mashiach comes, the waters, of, the waters will come out of the Beis HaMikdash and go to the Yamamelech, and the Yamamelech will be sweetened again. That all of a sudden, that salt will no longer preserve, but it'll bring out that great light called David Malka Mashiach. And I think that's what Bezashen, that's what we're seeing here. It doesn't mean it's not painful, it doesn't mean it's not frightening, and it's not all the adjectives that we're all feeling. But Bez Hashem, that should reveal itself to clear away the external shell. And what you'll see in that great Sadoim is the greatest light of all time, which is David Malach Yisrael Chayvakayim. That in that place, Kla Yisrael Amanetzach Lo Yishaker, that the Am Yisrael Chay will come out of that place of seemingly no growth, will be the greatest growth of all time.